When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Zero season three, episode one. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Brandon Davis, joined today by Jenna Anderson. Hi, everybody. And hey, Layla's mom, who is joining apparently for her first live show. That is awesome. So, what? Hell yeah. Hello. Across the pond, we got the moms. Let's go. Jamie Jirak is here. Good morning. Happy New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year, Aaron Perrine. What's going on, y'all? Season three starting off strong. Starting off strong. Oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> Peter. Yeah. You know sure. Producer Peter with the iconic gift. He sent everybody these phase Zemo shirts. I haven't received mine yet. I would yeah. be wearing it. I would absolutely be wearing it. It would have been a purple takeover. And you know I hate the color purple <laughs> because go South Carolina. But I would have made an exception for Zemo. Of course, it doesn't apply. I just have to make sure everybody knows I hate Clemson and I'm glad they lost. Uh, <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. We have an awesome show today. We're doing a 2023 preview show. We got a lot of movies and a lot of shows to talk about. We're not sure all of them are going to come out this year because that's the way these things go. If there's a chance they might, we're going to talk about it today. At least five movies and at least five shows we're talking about. Uh, maybe we forgot some. Maybe some aren't going to end up being this year. Uh, but we're going to do our best. I don't think we forgot anything. I think we overdid it. Uh, this is our 2023 preview show. We will be discussing. I already said all that. Uh, all right. Now, also, we have a special guest on the show. This is one of my best friends, and uh, she's awesome. She is. You've seen her clips with Pedro Pascal talking about zaddies. You've seen her hanging around the world with baby Grogu himself. She is a legendary host uh, in our space, somebody who I look up to, and we have some special news for you. But first, we're going to talk about a really cool experience because over the summer, she got to host the Hall H panel for Marvel Studios, I guarantee you have seen photos of Ash, you have seen her work, and now she's live on Phase Zero. Ash Crossing of E.T. Ash, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Happy Season 3, guys. Oh, thank you, thank <laughs> Welcome. you. Welcome. joining us. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, when 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 the when the, the ball drops and 2023 begins and you're looking back at 2022, I mean, how does it feel? It's... It's insane. It feels out of body. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a simulation sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you got the cheat code in the simulation. I'm happy for you, though. You, mm. you, you worked your ass off for it, and, and it's really fun to, to see you keep killing it. Um, okay, so if you don't know, Ash, Ash works for E.T., uh, she's been killing it over there. You can see her clips on ET. You can see them on Twitter. If you're not following her at Ashcross and highly recommend you go do that immediately, uh, because this year is just getting started and her, her, her world conquering. We're going to call her Kang soon. Cause she's just going to keep rolling with it. Uh, but okay. So I want to talk about your year because you and I have an announcement to make here on the show. Before we do that, I want everybody to get to know you and the awesome experience you had in 2022. Uh, so you host the Hall H panel, but before that you did another epic panel at Star Wars Celebration for The Mandalorian. Yes. And I, I was okay. there for that. I was in the audience. It was wonderful. Oh, thank you, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. So what 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 was that experience like? To that was kind of the first big like live like audience of that size in person you've had, right? Yeah. So to to back it all the way up, like before season one of The Mandalorian dropped, I did the press conference for season one. So it was like, I don't know, 30 to 40 people in the audience. Mm -hmm. um, I did it with John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and then the cast. And John afterwards came up to me. He was like, that was really good. Like, I'd love to use you again. And I was like, absolutely. Like, anytime you need me, amazing. And then it just kind of kept going. Like, I did the season one premiere. And then I did like, oh, I was supposed to do a couple more things, but then COVID happened and the world shut down. But then um star wars celebration came around they're like we want you to host the panel and i was like okay cool it's like called the mando plus panel like whatever and they're like it's 6500 people in the arena and i was <laughs> like okay okay i can do this and um it, it was just i don't know it was amazing because i i do have like over the years have built kind of this shorthand with john favreau and dave filoni and it's such a collaborative thing it doesn't feel like i'm standing there on an island by myself hosting this panel i feel like i'm like with them we have this fun banter it was just it's such an amazing experience and i think people have done big audiences know that once the audience gets above like a certain number it's like it's almost easier because it's just a blob of people <laughs> sure but I, I was gonna say it's probably nerve-wracking to do that press conference because you know it's like all your peers and all the press and everybody who's doing all that stuff but then at celebration it's all of them plus six thousand four hundred fifty more people <laughs> by the way i that arena so because it's built in like this arena way where it's kind of like curved and brandon's like i'm gonna sh i was kind of nervous before and i called you before and i was like oh like i'm gonna like you gave me a pep talk or whatever. And you're like, I'm going to shout your name when you get out in the crowd. And the way the arena was built, you could hear every single voice. And I literally just hear Brandon go, Ash Cross. That's like the nearest day. It was you. Hey, I'm, I'm here to support. I'm here to support. Listen, the thing I was most jealous of, of this whole experience you had though, was the pictures you took with actual Grogu because you had like rehearsal, right? Like rehearsals and the actual presentation. They brought like the Grogu from the set was alive, very much alive and moving. It's crazy. So they do rehearsals before these big panels the night before, just mainly to like work out little tech kinks and things like that. But Grogu is so fascinating to me because I was like, they're like, we're going to bring Grogu out. And I was like, okay, it's going to be like this little puppet. And he's going to come out and be like, nah, nah, and like maybe move his head. <laughs> there is a different person that operates. I hope I'm not shattering the illusion that <laughs> operates every single like part of Grogu. So like his eyes, then there's somebody for his ears or somebody for his hands or like, and he was like, just walking around. I started taking a selfie with him and he started like smiling. He was like squinting. And like, it was just, it felt like Grogu was there. And I was just talking to him like it was Grogu. That's unreal. You should have kidnapped him. I wanted to. <laughs> I really they kept did. Operating him. They just I kept tried. John slapped <laughs> me on the hand. <laughs> uh, all right. So that, that was really cool. And then you're like, all right, so this is certainly going to be the peak of the year, right? Like we just hosted the Mandalorian panel, 6,500 people at Star Wars Celebration. How does it get any better? And then it does. At least for, I don't know. I don't know which for you, it might be like, they're, they're both as good as it gets for their respective categories. It's just, which one do you like more? You're, you, you ruled the year because Disney calls you up. They say, Hey, we want you to do hall H for Marvel studios at San Diego comic-con. So, at that point, is it kind of like, all right, well, I did it. I, I'm not nervous anymore because I already did this other thing. Or is it like, oh, this is even, you know, this is even scarier. This is Call H. This is Comic Con. Yeah, it's. I think it's it's different because it's like 
Star Wars Celebration was a panel, right? So it was like, everybody was out there. We're having a conversation. I, John and Dave, I've known for years. Marvel was more like, it's more like a show. It's like a theater. So it's like, it's, I wish I was very nervous because it was also like, after I got off the stage at Star Wars Celebration, I was like, okay, I did that. That's the biggest thing I've ever done. That was amazing. I've peaked. And people were like, what's next? What would you do next? And I'm like, well, I guess the, the only thing that would be bigger would be Hall H, but I'm sure that will never happen. Or if it does, it's years and years away. I did not expect to be on vacation in North Carolina after six White Claws, getting a call. <laughs> I was like, we want you to host Hall H. And I'm like, dead silent. And the person on the other end of the line is like, hello? I was like, he's like, do you want to do it? I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just like did not expect. I thought they were calling me to say like something was wrong with the site or I posted something that I needed to take down. Like I did not think it was that call at all. I was so unbelievably stunned. Hey, you deserved it. And you did such a great job on both those panels. You I were the first person I called. I, I remember, and I was I was happy for you, man. That was, and I was like, you're gonna kill it, and you did. I remember having to tell you several times, I'd be nervous as hell too. And I was like, yo, you're gonna go up there, you're gonna do a good job. There's a reason they called you, and you you showed it. Uh, and and I'm curious, you know, because you that's not the only thing you're doing at Comic Con. Like you still have all your work responsibilities, all the other interviews and press lines and everything you have to do. So when you know that like the main event is lingering Saturday night, like how did, was it hard to stay focused on everything else you had to do at Comic Con? A hundred percent. Cause I was, I had already booked everything I was doing for Comic-Con. I was like, yeah, done. And then that comes up and I'm like, well, obviously I have to make way for this, but I can't cancel all of my commitments already. Cause I'm just not like that. And so I was like, I'm just going to do it all. It'll be fine. And in hindsight, I'm like, I should have just like canceled everything else and just <laughs> done this. But um, it also kind of helped because I didn't have time to get in my head about it. Like it was like, I was doing this press line. I ran back to my hotel, got my hair and makeup done. I was in a car. I was there. And then before I knew it, I was on stage and that was it. Okay. So then before or after, was there anybody who you had like a, you know, cause everybody, I mean, they brought everybody out for, for yeah. phase four, phase five, phase six. Was there anybody who you had like a particularly dope experience with that you're like, all right, wow, this was, this was cool. Yeah. So there's, well, the night before I had rehearsals with Kevin Feige and Ryan Coogler, not everybody comes. It's mostly like a tech thing, but the Ryan Coogler, Ryan Coogler was there because they did that um, Black Panther performance thing mm -hmm. at the end. And Ryan Coogler comes up to me after, or no, he comes up to me the next day before. And he was like, you were so good in that rehearsal last night. And I was like, you do not need to say this to me. I cannot handle this right now. Just like go away. And he, was <laughs> like, he was like, no, seriously, like, it's really impressive. Like, you're going to be great. And I was just like, you don't like, people don't have to do that. And it, I don't, it means so much. And then Paul Rudd did something similar. Like he was like, came up to me before and was like, I know you. And I was like, yeah, I've, I've actually interviewed you like a few times. And he was like, yeah, we went bowling together. I was like, we did not go bowling together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that would sound awesome though. I, but if you I, want to, but if you, I, I mean, if you want to. anytime you want, he was like, oh, and then I told him a story about what we didn't want. And he's like, okay, yes, I knew I knew you. He was like, and then he like grabbed my hands like this. And he was like, you're going to be amazing out there. And I was just like, it just little things like that. They just mean so much. And it's just like those moments that you never forget where you're like, Paul Rudd is the best. Ryan Coogler is the best. Kevin Feige is the best. That's awesome. Okay. And the last question about this I have for you, how many secrets were you keeping before the panel? Did you have like the keys to the kingdom or was the kind of, was there some of it that was like you, you found out on the stage at the same time the rest of us did? Um, I, I knew everything that I found out was like revealed in rehearsal pretty much. So it was like, I figured out, I found out everything. I would never in a million years, like even tell the closest person to me because it's like, <laughs> I just want 
Yeah. Like, well, first of all, I'm the one up there. I'm hosting it. So like, I want you to have the experience as well because I'm the one up there. Um, But yeah, it was just like a lot of things were kept from me until like right up until but uh, okay. the announcements, because why would they need to tell me that I needed to prep for the people I was talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I did know like 24 hours before. That's that is that uh, walking around Comic-Con with that information. I just be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so much power for one day. Like, <laughs> most <Right? powerful. laughs> like Thanos, like having all the thing. infinity stones, but if you use them in the same outcome, <laughs> I'll never work again. Yeah. <laughs> you get blipped. Well, yeah, as you, you, you killed it at Hall H, you killed it at Star Wars Celebration. I, I, I assume hopefully we'll be at Star Wars Celebration in London this year. And uh, maybe Layla and her mom who are watching will be able to pop in and hopefully see you host another panel. But in the meantime, Ash and I have something very exciting to share where you can uh, see some more Ash Crossing content. And uh, the two of us will be doing something fun together. Okay, so... Uh, as in keeping with the momentum that we're talking about, Ash having, and I'm really uh, excited myself to be lucky to be riding with it. This year, starting with the anniversary of Phase Zero, which launched on January 15th, and I remember that because it was the first day of WandaVision, uh, Ash and I will be hosting and producing an ET and comic book crossover show, and uh, it's called The Last of Pods, and we're going to be covering all things The Last of Us. We're going to be diving into episodes of the HBO show having some special guests on, talking about the video games, how they compare to the show, saving you know spoilers for what's next according to the games for the end of the episodes. We'll talk more about it on our first episode of January 15th. We're going to be doing so much more than that. And I'm very, very excited for this. Ash! Yes! We can tell uh, people now. I'm so excited. I mean, you and I have been talking about doing something together for a while. And we were kind of talking about it like surface level. Like we were like, we always want to do something together. We're each other's biggest fans. Like when can we make it work? And we were just like messing around on Twitter one day about The Last of Us. And we started texting. We were like, oh, like I've played the game through multiple times. Oh, so have I. Oh, this show's coming up. And then it was just like, we knew this was it. And I'm I'm beyond excited. Like I'm so excited. We have so many good things coming up and it's it's just coming together really, really awesomely. I'm so excited. Yes. Pedro Pascal. You broke Layla. Yeah. <laughs> for one hour every week pedro pascal is obligated to join us uh, yes <laughs> we have to just pop in and say daddy and then leave <laughs> oh, okay i can't make that promise but hopefully one of the goals obviously is to get pedro on our show we want to you know dive into the episodes with the cast and crew will it be live on youtube like this asks geek fight it will be on the comicbook.com youtube channel and it will also be available on all major podcast platforms. If you want more information about it, there will be an article on comicbook.com later today. And also, you can follow the official Twitter account at The Last of Pods. Don't ask me how that username was available. Jim Viscardi, work in magic. I want to shout out Jim Viscardi. And, and I mean, the whole team, ET and Comic Book, like, it's not very easy to cross over brands like this. And our bosses are making it happen and working with us on it. So I want to thank them and, and give them a quick little clap as much as I can without breaking the microphone in your ears. Uh, but, yeah, so that was the exciting news for today. And we appreciate all y'all for uh, for joining us on that show in advance. And now we're going to get back to our regularly scheduled programming, the Marvel Cinematic Universe here on Phase Zero, uh, because we have a 2023 preview show to do. Each of us went through the upcoming movies and shows that are expected to come out in 2023 that might possibly come out in 2023. As you know, we did our rankings last year. Secret Invasion was on that 2022 expectation board. Uh, It was not in 2022, however. So that is the title that is actually going to start off our 2023 preview show. 
And uh, Jamie's got some uh, some some info to share with you about Secret Secret. Invasion. Secret Invasion. I mean, I wish I had more info. Like, when is this show happening? I mean, I'm pretty sure this was number one on my hype ranking last year. And it's we still don't know when it's coming, but it's got to be soon, right? I mean, the show, I we've seen the trailer. We've got Samuel Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, and uh, Kobe Smulders coming back. But we also have Amelia Clark, my one true love, Olivia Coleman. We've got Christopher McDonald coming in the show? Kingsley Benadir? I just like need it. Give it to me. Put it in my eyeballs. And when do you guys do you guys think it's gonna come? I mean, it's not gonna be before Ant-Man at this point. That would be insane. Um, what do you anyone have a theory? What what do you think? No, I had no one. I had, I, well, I wanna, I've, I've talked a lot. I wanted to see if I didn't want to just keep rolling. Uh, I, I put it first. We, like I tried to order these this discussion on in the in the rundown based on release order, and I put this first because I was like, all right, you know, it's been we've been, it's been a while. Uh, this seemed like the early year show, but Ant Man is only six weeks away, so it seems like. I'm not really sure when we're getting it because I feel like if it was coming out in less than six weeks, we would have a date by now. The Mandalorian starts on March 1st, and I don't know if I can handle another Marvel show and Star Wars show running at the same time, but uh, we'll see. I don't know. Will it come before February 17th? What do you guys think? I, I don't think, think so. We know it's spring, right? The, in in Hall H, they did say spring, so it's got to be... Oh. Sorry, I'm staying, by the way. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. I'm not leaving. So I'm going... I'm going... I'm voting April. I'm just guessing. So then... I'm real curious because based on the show, I mean, we're going to talk about this because we have other shows to talk about that are coming to Disney Plus. I assume this is the first show of the year for Disney Plus. It has to for be. Marvel. Yeah, for Marvel. But yeah, Mandalorian is how many episodes? Like ten. So yeah, that would be nine or ten. Show, yeah, that sounds like right. May. I don't know. They are. I'm sure they're going to have to inter- intersect at some point. May would make sense because they do like to have a show running when a movie comes out. And like that happens a lot, but I, but I kind of, when did Loki start? I wasn't Loki kind of a May, June start when it, mm-hmm. so I don't know. It's yeah. Crazy. It was going at the same time as Black Widow. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I just hope this compares at all to the comic. I know it's not going to have the same <laughs> scope, but uh, we also know this one leads straight into Armor Wars, which is now a movie. So Secret Invasion, TBD release date. <laughs> Um, anybody else got anything they want to talk about on Secret Invasion front? I just love this cast so much. Like, I'm with Jamie. I, I, seeing these people all together in the MCU, much less in the MCU at all, I'm so hyped. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Samuel Jackson's like 900th MCU appearance, too. <laughs> Good for him. Um, all right. Then on February 17th, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I do believe, actually, I was, I was, I, I, I must have been wrong. As Ash said, Secret Invasion for the spring. Uh, they, Kevin Feige, during that same panel, said Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania will start Phase Five. I believe was what they said. Right? It was the official start to Phase Five. Yeah. Uh, so February seventeenth, just six weeks from Friday, uh, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. We see all the info I have pulled here. This one seems like the kind of the big event. A lot of us, you know universe fans are, are hoping for Peyton Reed is back to direct Kang the Conqueror my theory and I think this is not really that that hard of a theory to wrap your head around or that that big brain to think up in the first place but you know he's going to hire Scott Lang for some sort of heist 
you know, he's asking, you know, Ant-Man for more for help. He's offering him more time. Uh, so I think he's he's trying to steal one of two things. Like one scenario is he's trying to get things like the bangle from Miss Marvel or the Ten Rings from Shang-Chi or both. Uh, because if you think about it, the Ten Rings are clearly thousands of year old, years old. Kang could very well have had many interactions with them. Maybe he's trying to use these things to build or put back together his time chair. Um, or he's trying to steal the MCU equivalent right there of the Heart of Forever, uh, a.k.a. the Forever Crystal, which if you read the Avengers Forever comic, which I'm actually going through right now, um, I picked up all 12 issues for like $50 at Mile High Comics in Denver a couple weeks ago. What a steal. Um, and uh, the, the Heart of Forever, when, it became, when Immortus has it, it enables him to change time with like rewrite history without creating new timelines. Like he can actually change time. And so maybe that's what Kang is after. And this will set us up for like the battle with Immortus. So we're getting Kang here and in typical Marvel fashion, like the bigger bad will be held till the end and revealed later, which in this case seems interesting because Kang is going to be a hell of a villain. And I think that the variants are going to be really threatening and make the whole MCU feel, feel really claustrophobic. Uh, I think it'll be interesting also if Kang ends up like taking credit by, for time traveling and like doing things to actually help the Avengers win the many fights they've already won. Like if we see he was somehow actually involved in other stories uh, along the way, that'd be some genius storytelling. If they find really impressive ways to seed that in, like kind of like lost did uh, Cassie Lang is played by Catherine Newton this time. Uh, she goes by Stinger and Stature in comics, but merch, like there was a t-shirt that came out, I think earlier this week that showed the three characters, Cassie, Hope and, and, uh, Scott on it. And Scott said, Ant-Man, Hope said the Wasp and Cassie just said Cassie Lang. So it doesn't seem like she's going to be going by Stature or Stinger. Just, just Cassie. Maybe she, you know, you got to earn the name, I guess. Uh, maybe for once a uh, merch isn't spoiling something. Hopefully. I listen. That we have no reason to believe that so far. <laughs> I'm sure there will be like, <laughs> like you know, Immortus or something in the next two weeks here. Uh, and it also is Bill Murray in the cast. We don't know if he's playing a friend or foe. He's an old, old friend from Janet Van Dyne's time in the quantum realm is what we know so far. Uh, so he's, he's clearly been spending some time in the microscopic universe. Uh, I think we all have different guesses and, some may be wrong. Some may be right about who Bill Murray is playing. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's Ant-Man of the Wasp Quantumania. Anybody else got anything they want to say on that one? That uh, CCXP interview where they're all just like tap dancing on a hot plate, trying not to say anything has me very intrigued for whatever's <laughs> hiding in this. Cause I, I think one of the interviewers from, from Brazil asked like, so how do you compare to like Thanos, you know, in the comics, Kang isn't the same sort of like physical presence and Jonathan Majors just stared and was like, you're going to get everything. Mm. And then when they asked for clarification, he's like, everything. And that's all he said. And I'm just like, oh, man, the, the Creed muscles are not for show. I'm really here for a poor and we all love Paul Rudd, but he gonna go through some things. So it's gonna be exciting. You think there's a chance Ant-Man dies in this one? I, I hope not. Oh, I think, oh, uh, what's his name? I think uh, Hank is done. Oh. Faux show, uh, unfortunately. Avengers Someone Forever. in that family's dying, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> one of them. One of them's gone. Avengers Forever has two two versions of Hank Pym as main characters. There's one of him as Yellow Jacket and one of him as uh, Goliath. 
uh, as like main characters that have to work together and they're pulled from different points in time and put on this team that has to try to, you know, get the forever crystal back from Mortis. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this could be it for old Hank, old Hanky Pim. Good run, buddy. Um, all right. Next up. I mean, probably the order would have been secret invasion next, uh, but because we already talked about Secret Invasion, the next thing that we are predicting in the release order will be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Everybody knows, spoiler alert for the show two weeks from now, uh, this is my most anticipated movie of the year. In all, uh, I, I think in all movies. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm hyped for Mission Impossible. I'm hyped for Spider-Verse. Uh, I'm hyped for a lot of things, but Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is uh, the movie I've been looking forward to for, for a, a hot minute. James Gunn's back. This one... I mean, it's got a built-in like emotional stakes. Peter and Mantis being siblings, something we learned in the holiday special. Uh, Peter missing Gamora after she died in Infinity War and then the lost the 2014 version after she kicked him in the nuts and ran off. Uh, Rocket reuniting with his girlfriend, Lila. Uh, pretty much everything is gone in this one. Just today, an interview came out with G GQ where Dave Bautista said, like, really is being pretty clear. He's done with Drax after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Says he wants to he says Drax is a little bit silly. He's happy that it's it's this is this is all wrapping up now. Uh he talks about how you know tough the makeup process is. He's been really open about this, which just leads us to believe like there's no way Drax survives this movie. Like and it kind of is a bummer to hear that. I think multiple <laughs> Guardians are going down. Yeah. Well, the more open he is about not coming back, the more I think that he's tricking us into thinking he's going to die and he's not really. <laughs> but I, now it's gotten to the point with this movie with these deaths that I keep going back and forth. You're like, no, it's too obvious to. Yeah. It's just obvious enough. <laughs> I feel like Dave Bautista has also like spilled the beans a couple times in interviews. So it's like, is he just doing that again, or is he messing with people at this point? <laughs> I, I just feel like Dave. I've I've watched a lot of his interviews, and he just kind of seems to tell it like it is all the time, and not like mm -hmm. in a rude way. I've never seen him be like. I think Dave is a super nice guy, in my limited so experiences with him. But I I only he just kind of seems to be a little unfiltered in a sense of like, well, maybe I'm not supposed to say this, but this is the truth. Uh, and, and most actors, you know, in the, in the MCU or pretty much any project are always saying like at a minimum, you know, just really happy to be there. The most amazing cast and crew. And, you know, usually they're telling the truth, but Dave is just like, man, this is tough. I'm tired of it. <laughs> like, and I'm not, I don't know. Drax has been the one, even before Dave started saying this stuff that I was always kind of like, well, if he makes the sacrifice play, he gets to go be with his wife and daughter again. And that could be the way it, it was always intended to wrap up. And this trailer makes you think literally everybody dies twice. So we'll see. How hard uh, will BD cry when a, that little girl that got hit with the ball hits him with a pineapple and he dies? <laughs> <laughs> I still just want to like pay tribute to the comics and just have him like walk into the sunset playing a saxophone. Just like embody his comic <laughs> accurate self. And that's just the way he goes out if he doesn't die. If anybody would do that, you know it's James Gunn. Absolutely, you yeah. Know he would. The new costumes are great, too. Straight-up comic accuracy. Uh, the High Evolutionary is coming into play, played by Chikuri Uji. You might recognize him from Peacemaker, uh, the best show of the year last year, if you asked me. Uh, he's got ties to, like, everybody. I mean, he's even got ties to Bova, who's the cow person thing that raised Wanda and Pietro Maximoff in the comics. And if you remember, there was a Bova photo on a wall in an episode of WandaVision. So it's all connected after all. Uh, and uh, he's, he's quite possibly uh, very likely responsible for this rocket you're seeing right now becoming this rocket you're seeing right now and uh, all those little animal people that play dodgeball with rocks with Drax. Uh, we're also getting Adam Warlock. Will Poulter's playing Adam Warlock. Warlock is pretty much supposed to be like the antithesis of Thanos and we'll see 
uh, how he's represented in the MCU. He's very gold and uh, very jacked. So be interesting to see what they do. It's interesting that, that Aisha and the Sovereign created Will Poulter in the MCU. Or didn't create Will Poulter. They created Adam Warlock. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know what created Will Poulter. That dude's jacked. He's, he's cut from marble. So that was the Michelangelo stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Hands down my most anticipated Marvel project. I mean, it's not even close. I'm hyped for Ant-Man. I can't even compare the two. And I don't know if it's going to be the best project of the year. For me, it probably will be. It would have to be really bad for me to not love it. <laughs> but uh, anybody got anything about Guardians they want to they theorize, preview, talk about before we move on? I'm terrible. All right, ready. Well, yeah. I'm just ready. All right, Aaron, we got a non-MCU, MCU-adjacent multiverse, different medium-type film here to talk about next. Oh, man. So got Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which comes out on June 2nd. Now, this was supposed to come out last year. It was my number one most anticipated movie of last year. And then, unfortunately, it got moved this year. But we got a trailer. We got 80 gajillion different Spider-Men, Spider-People from all over the multiverse uh, chasing after Miles Morales for no apparent reason. Miles living out... Uh, Layla's dream of being hunted down by Oscar Isaac. Um, <laughs> uh, I am so, so excited to get Miles back. Uh, the first movie is really hilariously, hysterically beloved by all of us. Um, it's one of the things where Sony can point to it and go, see, look, man, we, we know what we're doing. We know what we're doing out here. Uh, Phil Lord, Chris Miller are back, right? In the saddle, they're promising bigger and better things. There's six different animation styles in this movie uh, to correspond with the different universes that they're going to visit, of which I think we've only seen Gwen's universe uh, with Haley Steinfeld, who uh, inevitably will be acting alongside her rotoscope self in Secret Wars, we can all hope. Um, and then I think Spider-Man India was in the first trailer, right, Jenna? Like... Uh, he's and, definitely in the poster so like he's yeah, involved in the movie in some way at some point there was i mean in if you look on youtube at the first trailer you can see like uh the different language like billboards and stuff around while miles is like falling when he's like confused and drawn a little bit differently so it's gonna be really exciting you got the entire or at least most of the returning cast back with shameek moore Haley. you got uh my man peter b parker back dad bod icon with a, with a new baby which i am ecstatic to see as well of course the aforementioned oscar isaac uh isa ray as a pregnant version of uh jessica drew spider woman um i'm trying to think of like there's a there's a vulture that's a drawn like michelangelo yeah like the movie's gonna be is just completely wild for those of you who uh love spectacular spider-man uh He's in the poster. Uh, the PS1 Spider-Man's in there. The Bombastic Bagman's in there. Um, what's it called? The Spider-Man for the PS4 game. I know a lot of you in the comments have played that. He's a, he's here. It's that uh, Smash Brothers meme of they're all here. Uh, and it's it's going to be a good time. So let me ask you this, Aaron. Yes. This was this was your number one most anticipated for last year, right? Oh, sure. Yes. Okay. So, do you think do you do you think there's a chance this one turns out to be as good as the first one or better? 
because that first Woo! one is, I don't know how you match that. It's tough, but it's possible. I'm not saying it's impossible. I want your opinion. It's a it's a high bar to clear because for me, that's the best Spider-Man movie. Uh, just because like I, I feel so vindicated. It's I've talked about it on the podcast before. I am an ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, that's where I kind of started because it was all just there for you to read in suburban Ohio for not very expensive. So I just went ahead and binge through all of it. And when we got to the mile stuff, I was like, oh my God, what? So to see the first thing he's in cinematically be so beloved and be pretty much pitch perfect is wild. So I don't know if you can really replicate the magic, but they're going to try. They're, they're pulling out all the stops to try and uh, to try and match the first one and baiting us, of course, which is like the rumor portion of this thing with Will, Tom, and Toby and Andrew be in the movie. We saw oh my gosh. a spider. <laughs> I, think, I think that was their idea. I swear to God. I think so too. Yeah. Ash, do you, as, as a person who lives in a household that loves uh, Miles Morales quite a bit. Yes, my uh, dog is named Miles Morales after <laughs> Miles Morales, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just a crazy coincidence. Yeah, yeah. and he has a sweatshirt that's like uh, Miles Morales, yeah. Yeah, I had like a birthday lunch in LA and um, Ash brought her her adorable pup to it and he was wearing a Miles hoodie. And I was like, oh my God, this dog <laughs> is perfect. Yes. Um, sorry, Aaron, what was your question? Oh, I was just saying like, uh, are you excited for this one too? Because I know you guys are, I, I expect, I'm like, I would love, Ariel, my fiance would love nothing more than walk into our theater and see you guys sitting there with, with him, the love yeah. of the wolf himself, the chillest dog I've ever met. My little uh, loaf. Yes. Oh. Um, I'm so excited. I'm I'm really intrigued about like the two-part version of it too. Like what that's gonna lead to and what that means. Like I feel like they do have like some kind of innovative idea that could I, you're you're right though, it's a very high bar because that was the first one was like the most unexpected best Spider-Man movie of all time. Um, but I think it's I'm very I, I'm so it's my most anticipated as well. So I'm just uh, I think they're going to do it. I have faith. <laughs> I think it's going to be like a Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back thing yes, where it's yeah. like comparable yeah. in terms of in terms of how good they are. But the difference is that like this and Empire, like bridging the gap movies, whereas like Star Wars and the first ones are kind of standalone. You don't need anything else to support them. That's how I foresee this movie being. Mm -hmm. right. mm -hmm. I like that. I mean, take. Does anybody think we get live action miles from this somehow? I think that they're probably saving that for three. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. if we are, they're saving it for three. Yeah. I think. Where's my uh, Spider-Man and my Spider-Man Noir? Yes. What, noir it, is it, my guy. I need him back. Where is he? I'm trying to see a if, if they are going to switch this into live action, which I don't think they need to. I enjoy this being its own thing. I don't need it to connect to the rest of it. Uh, but if they are, I want to see... Miles in live action standing next to a real Spider-Ham and Nicolas Cage dressed up as Spider-Noir right there. Spider-Man Noir. I thought they'll pop into a live action just for like a second. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, that, that would be fun. That would be fun. All right, y'all. We got to take a one-minute break. We got a few more titles we're going to talk about in the second half of the show. Uh, Phase Zero Season 3 will be rolling on mm -hmm. in approximately 60 seconds. So hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel and go follow at The Last of Pods on Twitter during the break. Yes, follow. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Phase Zero Season 3 Episode 1. This is the MCU 2023 preview show. We've got a few more titles to discuss and I'm going to kick us off with Loki Season 2. We don't know what is coming. I'm expecting sometime in the summer for Loki Season 2. And this is my most anticipated series of the year. I'll say that. This one's not being directed by Kate Heron, who directed Season 1, which that's, you know, I, 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 I'm I not going to, I don't want to throw shade and say I'm disappointed because I really enjoyed Kate Heron. I loved her work, uh, but I don't know what Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead are going to do with this one. Maybe they'll be phenomenal. So I'm giving them a fair shot. They did a great job with Moon Knight. Uh, so I am disappointed Kate Heron's not back, but I am also excited to see these guys get a shot at it. Uh, I'm so excited for Loki season two. Uh, there's the, the the season one ending of Loki probably is the biggest thing to inform what's going to come in Loki season two. And on top of that, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania has a good chance at informing it quite a bit as well. I think this is a, the, the chance we will finally see that the Disney Plus shows are really going to be quite strongly tied into the happenings in the whole MCU and the movies because Loki season one and Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and WandaVision, a lot of production and release dates and all that stuff got shifted around because of COVID. And now I'm hoping this shows us that they're back on track with story and plans going as they want them to be laid out and, and interwoven as the MCU is. We have another special guest joining us on the show right now. Miles is <laughs> Miles. The wolf is here. Oh. Hi, buddy. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Look yes. at that good boy. What a face. I know. Hey, hi, buddy. This Our is my... shut up to 17 million live viewers. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a cute pup. Hi, Miles. Thank you for stopping by, buddy. Thank you for stopping by. You got to go. <laughs> Can't wait to see you soon. You ne- next premiere you go to, you need like a plus one from, you need like a service <laughs> dog. Get him qualified as a service dog. I should. <laughs> Marshall, uh, sorry, my dog. Sorry, guys, I have to bring the dog. He loves this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so um, make a, make a, a reactions account for, for yes. Miles. That's his reactions. And then, you know, that's, then there's some value to pitch to the publicist. There you go. Yeah, you uh, so the big, the big thing that the season two previews have shown us, and I'm pretty sure this was the end of season one of Loki, there's only one face of the TVA. It's not the three timekeepers anymore. It's just Kang. And he's got a Mobius and a Hunter B-15 who he now has to convince that they are just variants trapped in the service of Kang. So that's going to be interesting to see. I think it might start with like a reverse of the season one bit where he had to watch his whole life play out with Mobius showing it to him. Now he's going to have to explain to Mobius like, bro, I know you want to ride a jet ski. So stuff like that to convince them that they're really variants and he knows who they are. But they're also going to be like, bro, you're the biggest liar in the universe. How are we supposed to believe you? So that's going to be really interesting to start out with. Uh, big question, where the hell is Sylvie after she killed He Who Remains? Maybe we'll find that out early on. Uh, I, I don't. Does anybody have any idea where Sylvie is? I, don't, I really don't know. Can't yeah. wait to learn the answer. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, Casey, the guy from the desk uh, who had all the Infinity Stones as paperweights is back. And I, I saw this on, I think it was like uh, Emergency Awesome video. He was talking about how the subtitle showed uh, that Casey 
is in one of these as like a subtitle as one of the hunters now. So a, a variant of Casey who's not just the desk keeper. Uh, and Ravana Renslayer is back. Gugu and Bata Raw did an interview and she talked about how season two is going to go bigger and bolder and all this stuff. Uh, so that's, I think, the first confirmation that she's back, that we just covered that this week. And I think this could have another tie into the Avengers Forever story. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I hope so. Uh, but Loki season one, I thought was really fantastic. And I hope season two keeps that momentum. Uh, and I, you know, love Tom Hiddleston, big Tom Hiddleston. So yeah. Anybody got anything to talk about with? I'm, I'm just really excited that this is our first second season mm-hmm. of a Disney plus show. Uh, um, I'm like really hyped about that. You know, I'm concerned that they're going to take Loki off letterbox though. That's like my <laughs> biggest brain concern. But aside from that, uh, I, I'm I'm really excited about that, about the first, like about just the whole TV side of things. How is this going to feel in terms of not just connecting with the MCU, but feel as a TV show is is what I'm also really excited about. And you know, Loki's in my top three phase four. So I'm real hyped. Taste. Brandon, how are you going to, how are you going to not mention the most important crossover from Loki season two? It sets up Deadpool three. Well, we don't know for sure yet. We don't know for sure yet. There is rumors, you know, online that Mobius could be in Deadpool 3. I haven't seen that, like, official anywhere yet, so I, I didn't want to say anything. We'll see, because I, I have no information on it. I don't know if that's going to be true or not. So, Ms. But that Minutes be- is in the room with Brandon right now. <laughs> She's right there. Also, the chat is saying that Sylvie is hiding in Avengers Tower, just to make Brandon miserable. <laughs> Listen. Stop talking about Avengers Tower. (laughs) (laughs) That's your New Year's resolution. (laughs) All right, we got to keep moving. We're running out of time here. We got like five more titles to talk about. Yeah. Plus What If, which we didn't put on the list because we're not sure if it's coming this year. But What If Season 2 might be coming this year. Uh, I'm just going to shout that out now. There was a preview of it at Comic-Con last year during the animation panel. It looked like, you know, they had lots of characters uh, in it. And uh, Marvel Animation has a ton of stuff. So maybe we'll talk about that. Uh, later, we just don't know what's coming this year for Marvel Animation, X-Men 97, Spider-Man freshman year, and what if all possible this year. But with how much other stuff is coming, we really don't know when it's fitting in. So uh, we're doing live action stuff on today's show. Yeah, so next in the hypothetical slate is The Marvels, which comes out on July 28th. Uh, it's directed by Naya DaCosta, who directed the Candyman reboot a couple years ago. The cast has a lot of returning people. We got Brie Larson, Tiona Paris, Simon Villani, Samuel L. Jackson. All of Kamala's family is returning, which I know Aaron and myself are very excited for. Um, Goose is returning, which is going to be great. And then we have a couple new people entering the franchise. We have Zawe Ashton, who is Tom Hiddleston's fiance. She's going to play the villain of the movie. I'm very excited to see what she does. And then we have Park Sarah. June, who's been cast in some sort of unknown role. Um, This is going to tie so much together. It's obviously going to tie to Captain Marvel. It's going to tie to the post-credit scene of Miss Marvel. It's going to continue Monica's story from WandaVision. Um, There are rumors of like musical elements, which I am so excited to see if that is true, because I feel like that could just be absolutely wild. I just really hope that this gets very weird, very cosmic, different from Guardians, but still just very on brand for like Carol and her whole corner of the universe. So I'm very excited for whatever this has in store. Release the trailer. Yeah, I know. Have it, like, I can't believe how many things have not been released yet that I got to see at D23. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like, I'm like, I know I've seen things that I need the rest of you to see. Ah, and this is a, like up there as Oh, you guys, I can't wait for this. It's like so annoying to try to explain to people too. And you're just like, oh my God, if this was just online, I could just (laughs) show you what I'm talking about. Can you you text Kevin and tell him? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) 
I know I didn't rank Miss Marvel very high on my rankings overall, but I will say Miss Marvel, I enjoyed it and it very successfully got me far more excited for the Marvels than I was before Miss Marvel. I so that's that's I am I am pretty excited for for the Marvels now after you know really enjoying Kamala. Um, all right, we got to keep moving. Aaron, you got the next one. Okay, so we got Ironheart release date to be determined. So, but we're thinking it's probably going to be sometime in the fall. We all met uh, Dominique Thorns of uh, Riri Williams in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. She was delightful. Uh, y'all stop having Black Panthers when I get kidnapped, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, they haven't talked a lot about what the full plot of this movie was but at d23 they did mention that the core theme is technology versus magic as jamie is well aware there's a ton of magical things circulating in the mcu already and riri is an engineer at mit where she may or may not uh encounter tony uh, revelari allegedly allegedly uh, <laughs> and um she's going to be battling anthony ramos as the hood who is talking about you know, there's some sort of street elements lowered to the ground, but he's clearly a magic user. And the way that these shows and movies have functioned in the past, you usually have a person fighting against their mirror image. So it'll be interesting to see how magic and technology come into conflict with each other. Also, I don't know if you guys remember, she doesn't really have a suit anymore. So it's an iron heart show. She needs to have a suit. I mean, this is a Disney Plus show as well. So episode six. Waiting. To say episode yeah. six. Plus is like, oh, yeah. you, no, no, no. You can't show her suit in a movie. Destroy it. We must <laughs> debut a new one. <laughs> Listen, the spice must flow, Jamie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, everybody excited for. Oh, and of course, rumors of a certain uh, demon lord that plague our fellow podcasting and YouTubing friends possibly appearing. About wow, wow. Huh? Wow, wow, we wow. Plus, yes, there are there are definitely rumors of of Borat coming to the MCU. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Uh, all right, this next one we had to fight over who got to talk about this one. We did not. I had to bring up that we forgot this in the initial list and we probably needed to include it. Um, and so I agreed to fall on this sword. Um, Craven the Hunter, which comes out on October 6th. Um, it's directed by JC Chandor, who the chat will know for directing Triple Frontier, Layla's favorite movie. I swear I see her tweeting about it at least once a week. Respect. Um, the cast is Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven, who will supposedly be a conservationist of animals and not a typical hunter. So very curious to see how that actually manifests on screen. We have Ariana DeBose as Calypso. We have Fred Heitinger as Chameleon. We have Russell Crowe in the cast. He's reportedly playing Craven and Chameleon's dad. And then we have Christopher Abbott, Alessandro Nivola, and Levi Miller in unknown roles. This is tied to Sony Spider-Man universe, which basically means nothing is off the table. Anything is possible. They could take this in so many different weird ways, or it could connect to absolutely nothing. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I'm just, uh, these ones are, the, the Sony Marvel ones are hard for me to buy into. Like, I, I've been hurt before. I hope this is really good. Huge Aaron Taylor Johnson fan. He was great in Bullet Train as well. Underrated movie of 2022, if you ask me. That said, don't sell me some Spider-Man shit if you're not going to deliver it. I'll just step <laughs> in it and buy new shoes. <laughs> good well, audition I'm, for that tuxedo. Yeah. Pulling for you, big dog. I, you know, well, that's a different conversation. Um, I just, <laughs> listen, if Ariana Du Bois was not on this list, I could, I the the amount I 
didn't care would be like through the floor. I completely like, agree. And I'm like, but she's in it, so I'm interested. But like, I don't know. They never deliver on these movies, so I, I, it's hard to it's hard to get hyped in any way. Ash. What are your thoughts on uh, Venom, Venom Two, and Morbius? As a Morbius super fan. No, um, <laughs> I actually didn't hate Venom Two. I thought it was a fun hang. Like they can be the the like. I'm never like mad. I sat through the whole thing, but I'm just like, I feel the same way as you. Like obviously they gave us the Spider-Man trilogy, which was iconic, and it could go either way. Cautiously optimistic, somebody said, and I'm with them. <laughs> yeah, hopeful because I'm gonna watch it and I want to enjoy it. Uh, but so far. Hmm. Yeah. These next two, we're not 100% sure if they're coming this year. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. This, well, yeah, we don't really know. There's really no way to know. Uh, I don't, I, you know, I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm not doing it. But uh, the fact that I get to talk about Agatha Coven of Chaos, uh, I'm not mad about that today. Um, you know, guys, I, what what's, it's, I really think this, we can consider this the first Disney Plus, like, spinoff. Um, it really feels like a spinoff in, in 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 like a TV way, and especially because now yesterday they announced Deborah Jo Rupp is coming back. Deborah Jo Rupp, the queen of 2023 already. The fact that she's you know returning for that 90 show this month, um, and then you know Emma Caulfield's back. Uh, the fact that we're getting these Westview people, I tweeted this, but I, I feel like I, my theory is that it's not going to be like this whole sitcom show, but I do feel like they're going to start it like a spinoff sitcom and like have like a Westview theme song. And then Agatha is going to get out of the spell and then it's going to be its own show. That's my theory of how this is going to go down. Um, and I'm still holding out hope that we're going to find out that Ralph Boner is not his name and that he's just the witness, the missing witness. I'm, I'm putting all my eggs in that basket, but you know, we've got Aubrey Plaza. We've got Patty Lapone. This show is going to be the second greatest thing that has ever happened to me after WandaVision. Uh, I can't wait, but I, I really, I'm not, I don't think we're getting it this year. Do you, are you, do you, are you guys more optimistic than me? I mean, it would make sense for Halloween, right? Unless Ironheart really is leaning into like a creepy the hood. <laughs> I feel like the turnaround would be so quick. I don't think it's even like logistically possible to get it out by the end of the year. Like my hope is they maybe get the WandaVision slot in 2024 and it's like early January, but like who well, knows at this point? When we were on the set of Eternals, they were talking about how they were holding costumes together with paper clips. So I think maybe they're back then they used to, I mean, they were, they were pushing internals really quickly pre pandemic. And then they ultimately had a bunch of time. Like the costume designers were talking about how, you know, they made a lot less costumes than they usually do. And Leah McHugh said something at one point, I think about how, like when she first put her costume on, they, uh, had like a they, they were holding it together or something it was it wasn't anything complaining about the quality of it it was just like it just seemed like they were moving so quickly to get things to dates so if disney plus wants a program by the end of the year i think they might find a way to get agatha out in time for you know late october but i think that is really pushing it obviously it's very much pushing it, and i think it's more likely that that we get it next year i don't right. want to wait <sighs> yeah I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to lie. I'm enjoying the break right now. There was a lot of Marvel for a long time. And right now it feels like a nice opportunity to gather ourselves and get excited again. Like six weeks away and we're really looking forward to it. And it's going to be the thing we talk about in guardians is five months away and we're getting excited for it. We're not, it's just the episode every week for most weeks was it's nice. I'm not complaining, but I am also saying, it's nice to gather ourselves and get excited again and feel like we can actually look forward instead of like be in it constantly. I'll say that. Uh, and that said, 
There's one more project that might be this year, probably not, but we really don't know yet. So we're including it just in case. Um, Echo, which if anything, I feel like this is slightly more likely to come out this year than Agatha, because I know someone involved with the show did a podcast interview like last month that said, oh, this time next year. So December 2023, it might come out. So Echo is created by Marion Dyer. The directing team is led by Sydney Freeland. Um, it has obviously Alakwa Cox's Echo. We've got Vincent D'Onofrio coming back. We've got Charlie Cox coming back. We've got Zan McLaren as Echo's dad. And we've got a bunch of new cast members, um, which I'm very excited about. Chask Spencer, Tantu Cardinal, Devery Jacobs, Cody Lightning and Graham Greene. Um, obviously, it's going to tie into Hawkeye and play off of Echo's story in there. Hopefully, we'll get some sort of closure based on her shooting Kingpin. It sounds like we are, just based on the D23 footage that Jamie saw and nobody else got to see. Um, <laughs> and then it's going to tie into Daredevil Born Again. So we get you know so much more discourse about that. I'm already hoping that this show can be enjoyed on its own without just the worry of, oh my god, when is Mac going to show up? Oh my god, how is this going to tie into Daredevil? But hopefully, there will be so much on this show that we can all get excited for. So We'll see if it comes out this year. I think you're right that it is more likely. It also started filming far before Agatha did. Yeah. So I think Echo could be the one that we get at the end of the year. That would make sense with Hawkeye being a Christmas show. Maybe they keep that tradition going with Echo and uh, Alakwa Cox. I think Alakwa was awesome, by the way. And uh, Maya Lopez is a character I'm excited to spend more time with. Um, yeah, that's anybody got any thoughts on Echo? Just excited. Echo. But like, I can say about everything. <laughs> like, oh, a, a Marvel title? Can't wait. <laughs> that's the spirit that's 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 the energy we have here at phase zero yes. uh, all right y'all that is the 2023 preview uh go ahead if you leave us a five-star review with a question we promise you this week and the week after maybe not the week after this week and then not the week after the week after that if you leave a question in your five-star review on apple Podcasts and spotify we will answer your questions uh, as best we can uh, and I'm not going to be on the show next week. So Jenna, you're taking, you're taking over. You're going to be the producer of the week. Uh, and we'll be back the week after I'll be back the week after, and we're going to do our 2023 hype rankings with all the titles we just included. Maybe we'll include animation. Do you think we should include animation? Let us know on Twitter and in the comment section. Uh, Aaron, any final words for today's show? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Summit Lake Hornet, and uh, I wrote up at least, or at least I wrote the first one, and I'll write up Ironheart in a second. So if you'd like to read it, what we have coming with all the specific actors and like what you should read beforehand, look at this site. We'll put it out on Twitter. Big brain, big brain. We love a comics guideline. Jenna. Um, it's at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn on all the social medias. Go read some comics. Go read the new Scarlet Witch comic. I know Jamie's probably going to plug it as well. I wrote a review of it for our site. It is absolutely delightful. Go check it out. And keep Damar Hamlin and Jeremy Renner in your thoughts because both of those stories are just absolutely crazy. So send them good vibes. Absolutely. Jamie? Yes, as soon as work ends today, I'm running out to the shop. I'm getting my Scarlet Witch comic. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> other than that, you know, Jamie Cinematics, Letterboxd, Twitter. Ash just joined Letterboxd. I did. So, I did uh, join yeah. Letterboxd. Yes. Uh -huh, so uh, follow her on there, too. And uh, that, that leads me to our segue. Ash, thank you so much for joining us on Phase Zero today. Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to shout out? Any final words you want to say to our to our viewers and listeners? Yes, thank you so much, Aaron, Jamie, Jenna, Brandon. And I have to say, I normally shy away from a comment section, but you guys have the nicest, funniest comment section of any podcast I've ever been on. So thank you to everyone that's tuning in. This has been so much fun. And um, follow The Last of Pause. And I'm at Ash Carlson if you want to follow me on Twitter.com. 
And yeah, that shout is, out to Miles the dog. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> that is the absolute best thing a guest has ever said to close out the show. The Fazio community, we take a lot of pride in how awesome our people are. And uh, there, that is awesome. Way to, way to go, community. Thank you, Ash, <laughs> you absolute legend. Uh, make sure, guys, we have a really, we are really trying to go big this year. I want to do live events. I want to do screenings. I want to do fan surprises, all kinds. I shouldn't say that because, damn, I just spoiled the surprise. But we want to do some fun stuff this year. Uh, on season three of phase year. We want 2023 to be a good year for us all uh, and uh, just keep getting better. So thank you all so much for continuing to follow. Please follow at the last of pods on Twitter. If you're going to be watching the last of us, leave that five-star review with the question on phase zero, and we will get those answered for you. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash phase zero and on Twitter, twitter.com slash phase zero CB. We're going to have more polls. The The MCU phase four polls were insane. There were some crazy matchups and I, 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 <laughs> Some upset. Congratulations to WandaVision. 180,000 plus votes. It became the Phase 4 champion. We're going to do the Infinity Saga. We're going to do all of the Marvel Universe uh, and a lot of fun stuff coming up. We don't ask for much. Just follow everything and go follow at Ash Crossing too. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week, everybody. Have a good week and Happy New Year and keep, keep me being awesome.